Kim Booster, who am I staring at today? Your apprentice, Mitra Johari. <laughs> Hi, Mitra. Hi, I'm your podcasting apprentice. It is amazing. You are like Mickey and Fantasia, just nothing but magical buckets and mops. You're flooding my basement right now. I'm <laughs> curious with you. Um, you guys, this is Urgent Care. It's a podcast about advice. That's what it's about. It That's all. Is. But it's, it's not about politics. It's not about culture. Can you imagine? One week we're just like, this week we're actually going to talk about like the Senate races. <laughs> <laughs> you want to break down this week's Supreme Court uh, decisions? <laughs> this week too. I'll <laughs> Yeah, we're tracking some local races in Georgia that we just wanted to sort of let you guys in on. <laughs> couldn't couldn't imagine. Couldn't and people imagine. would listen. These fucking these fucking yahoos that listen to this podcast, they would listen to it too. And they because would they, be- because because we're so long winded in the intro that they would think, well, certainly at some point we're going to get to the advice. Forty five <laughs> minutes later, we'll get to the advice. This is just they're doing. They're being funny. They're being funny. Talking about Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> there, doesn't it feel like there's always an election happening in Georgia? I know doesn't when I said like Georgia. There's always, an, there's always an important election happening in Georgia. I know when I said Georgia, I was like, actually, like, we probably should be talking about something in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have said something more random. <laughs> like, we're talking about Rhode Island. New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia. Two, like, two of our most random states, Rhode no, Island and New Mexico. Random ass states. <laughs> We're not afraid to say it here. Yeah, full offense to everyone who lives in New Mexico and Rhode Island. You are now enemies number one and two of the pod. We won't. And rank. who's worse, to me, Rhode Island? I think New Mexico, actually. Wow, we each picked the other ones. I think there are like <laughs> parts of Rhode Island. I think that New Mexico is tic tac, tacky tac. Wow, and I actually had like a beautiful drive through New Mexico during the pandemic. So oh. I think maybe it's actually not random, and I'm moving there. <laughs> um Mitra how the hell are you I know part of the story but I'm actually okay because I have some great news my podcast co-host finally got to share amazing news (laughs) this is okay so you're gonna hear this a couple weeks later but this is Joel Kimbooster variety slash deadline whatever the fuck article that you decided to post on your Instagram week Joel Kimbooster tell us about your projects that we've only been able to vaguely allude to up until Um, this point no, so I'm doing a movie with Bo and Yang called Fire Island. It's a movie that was a Quibi and then was rescued from the Quibi disaster of 2020. By out of Hulu. ashes. Out, out of, of ashes, ashes. A Hulu emerges. <laughs> a Hulu original movie. Um, and it, I get to shoot it with some of my best friends this summer. I'm really excited. I'm in New York now preparing to do it. It's very exciting. And then also on the heels of that, which is something that I, I truly found out about days ago, I'm going to be in a Maya Rudolph show on Apple um, that starts shooting in September. So I'm really excited about that too, which I was, I I booked and then had to drop out of 
and then they they moved the shoot date so that I could do it. So <gasps> it's very wow. exciting. Wow, it is the summer of Joel in so many ways. In so many ways. And yet it is crazy. I feel as though I'm falling apart. I am bursting at the seams. Whenever everything is going great professionally for me, everything personally is just fault, is just like truly, I am, I feel like a disaster of a human being right now. Well, because it's so much work to uh, to have the good things. <laughs> Sometimes you can't enjoy them, but this will you're going to have so much fun. You're going to have so much fun with all of your your best buddies. I know. I'm excited. But really, how are you? Um, I'm fine. I'm know. good. Um, I am OK. I feel like uh, this week has just been about like adjusting to being back in L.A. It's been sort of a very stressful week, but also I'm seeing friends again. I kind of like after being away for months and then also not seeing people for a year and a half, I was like, wow, do I um, a know how to talk and B have friends? And then I saw my friends and I was like, I think it's fine. <laughs> But it is this feeling of like everything opened up and I was away for that. So I was like, wow, everyone sort of got back together again and I no longer exist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then it was fine. But I was having a lot of anxiety. But I got to talk to my therapist again for the first time in so long. And, you know, after so long not going to therapy, I was really like, do I even need therapy anymore? Mm -hmm. And then I was talking to her and I was like. I need you. I need you so fucking bad, bitch. (laughs) I almost cried just seeing her. I was like, I just forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, the valve release. Just going in and just being like, and you know, this was annoying. This was actually really annoying to me. (laughs) Without pausing for air for 45 minutes straight. Magic. Nothing better. Yeah, I do feel like sometimes I just pay my therapist to complain to like that's yeah. it. Like I don't, I'm not even sure I get anything out of it. She's just a receptacle for me. That's what I needed this week. I ha- I just need, I went to therapy for the first time in a couple of months because of filming Deborah's and I literally just complained for 45 minutes nonstop. She barely spoke. I got no advice. I, but I left the session being like feeling so much lighter. Cause I was like, oh, I guess I really did just sort of need to like spew venom without being like, but actually at the end of the day, like I am so lucky. Like I really just <laughs> wanted to go there and like be a cretinous little fuck for an hour and just not think about it. I, I really like to think that it, you didn't go to therapy while shooting Deborah's not because you didn't have the time, but you actually need to be in such a negative headspace to think <laughs> something so psychotic that like you actually have, you have to be, you have to be mentally ill to shoot Debra's. Um, yeah. To get to, to that headspace, yeah. I can't be talking to her. I can't yeah. be talking to my therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of access like the, the amazing ca- characters and we're, we're, we're they're <laughs> our characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be so scary. That would yeah. be a real cry for help moment. Um, but yeah, otherwise, fine. Uh, how are you? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much to Brandon for filling in last week. I was very, very busy living my life, celebrating Pride in San Francisco. It was the best six days of my entire life. I had a blast. Um, it was really, really fun. Thank you to all the chefs, by the way. Who, like, I met so many chefs in San Francisco. Shout out to Alan. Alan. Um, 
who specifically asked me to shout him out on the podcast. So <laughs> I, I'm shouting out on the podcast. A sweet, sweet soul. Loved him so much. Um, Alan is a, is a king. He's a legend. Um, I do want to say, so I got to New York yesterday and I had my first, I'm doing a week, a run of weekly shows at Union Hall. I'm doing my hour at Union Hall. And um, a bunch of chefs came to that as well. Thank you so much to the chefs that came to the shows. I love seeing chefs there. One person did come up to me afterwards though and say, hey, my friend is here. He loves your podcast but he told me that you said on the podcast that you don't like it when people come up to you after the show no. um, who listen to the podcast and i was like that's, that's insane your friend is insane i've never said anything of the kind no, you said you don't like when people walk up to you and say oh you're funnier than you said you would be. exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know what this this chef is thinking but if you're listening to this you were wrong and i want you to take it back and I want you to find me and come up to me and talk to me now. Yes. Wait, Joel, can I can I share the news about my relationship to your shows? Oh, yes, absolutely. You have to. I'm opening for Joel on August 4th, which I believe is sold out already. But I it just want you guys to know. That Monday, they will release more tickets for the show. Okay. So. Our, big, our big nationwide tour. Where I open for Joel for one night. <laughs> it will be my first live show <laughs> since March 5th, 2020. I am planning on spending a lot of money on the bit. I am working on the bit already. I'm very excited. It is July 1st and I'm thinking about the bit. So I'm sure that's going to crash and burn. <laughs> is that you're at the 730 show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. And then what's the 10 p.m. show? Isn't that so both of my boyfriends at Union Hall? And <laughs> it really is a huge night stuff. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it is 1115 where I am recording. Yes. So let's dive into these cup dates because daddy wants to go to bed. Um, yes. OK, do you want to read this one? Yes, I'll read this first one. Okay. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. This is a cup date from Double Threat, who was wondering how to express her newfound bisexuality while being in a monogamous relationship. I want to thank both of you and the bisexual chefs who offered their advice. Although I do not have a creative hobby myself, I was inspired by your suggestions to start consuming more queer TV and books and have found that to be a great outlet. I have also been more open with people in my life about my sexuality, and that in itself has been very validating. Perhaps more importantly, I have an appointment booked in a couple of weeks to get that bisexual sexual haircut joel suggested <laughs> thanks so much for answering my question love you both wow Cute. did i describe the bisexual haircut at all or um, did i, I just leave that, with that i feel that you must have but i don't remember what you said i also um, feel like that's such dangerous territory yeah maybe to describe you describe bisexual like haircut. maybe you just said get a bisexual haircut i actually think that yeah. is what you did i think you just yeah. said get a bisexual haircut <laughs> Because I feel like we would have heard about it if I had described it. <laughs> yeah. Doctor's orders, get a bisexual haircut. You know the yeah. one. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> have you seen the Ikea couches? What? The oh, Ikea yes. Couches. Yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> we just never discussed it. So yeah. I just wanted to check in with you. I just I just needed a yes or no. These are the couches. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. We have one more cup date. This is from Sarah Jessica Park Them. Um, this... <laughs> disrespectful yet again um this is the person who got, oh they got they, they tell us dear mitra and joel i'm the one who got broken up with via voice note and was wondering if i should have a post more you might remember me as sarah jessica park them 
I took your advice, suggesting I wait to talk till I was no longer in a rage blackout. I let my ex know that what I needed to fully show up was for the conversation to start with an apology. They gave me a meaningful apology, both in writing and when we met in person. And from there, the conversation went better than I could have imagined. I said everything I needed to say with both total honesty and kindness, and I actually felt lighter afterward. I will dil- I will divulge that we experienced a heavy dose of big, horny grief energy that we didn't act on, but instead diffused by singing a live rendition of driver's license together on the piano what can i say we were a they for they couple and share our roots in lesbianism (laughs) i laughed till i cried when i listened to your advice and naming of me which was potent heartbreak medicine in and of itself thanks for everything and please both sit on my horny griefy face (laughs) oh my god i love it and big horny grief energy is a real thing it is a real thing to experience it is. I've seen it happen myself. I've experienced it myself. It is some of the best sex of my life <laughs> has come from that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> wow. I mean, I famously fully let a man come in my eye after my dad died. So, you know, <laughs> you do crazy things with the horny grief energy. I did forget that. That is beautiful. <laughs> Going up to your dad's wake with conjunctivitis because of cum. Of course. And, the newest and- trend of 2021. <laughs> Tag yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this trending. <laughs> Come in my okay. eye at the funeral. Uh, great. Well, I love two sort of wonderful cup dates. Positivity yeah. mode. Um, should we take a little break and then get into it? I think we're contractually obligated to. And we're back, Joel. Oh my God, I can't believe it. We have a call. A call. We have a call. We have a call. The call is coming from inside the podcast. <laughs> thank, thank you, Joel. <laughs> Hello, Mole and Jitra. Jitra and Mole love you both equally. I am a dare I say it bisexual man in his mid twenties. Um, I work in a field where coworkers have a very close and often incestuous professional relationships. And I have found myself the recipient of my fair share of inappropriate attention from my female colleagues. Some of them have sexually propositioned me out of the blue. Others have shown up at my house without warning. And in general, I do feel like I'm being objectified, even though I have made it abundantly clear that I don't want to get into messy business with the people I work with. I know women deal with this sort of nonsense all the time. But as a man, I often feel like people find it hard to believe that this is a legitimate problem that I am dealing with at work. How can I set my boundaries without either offending anyone or debasing myself for the comfort of others? And yes, I invite all the team behind urgent care to please sit on my face. Bye. Hey, bisexual man, incest. Um, um, musical theater actor. <laughs> When did he say that? He didn't, but I was like an often incestuous field. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> did not make that connection. Um, I was thinking like incest in the literal sense. I was I, I was thinking like Mormon right. church. Um, right, right, right. Um, okay. Um, people showing up to their house. Um, in the hills have buys. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> late night snack. <laughs> the hills have buys. Wow. That and Gandalf the They are two 
back-to-back kind of iconica names from you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I would stand off the bay? You did that. Wow, I, for- I totally forgot about that. Because my- I said yes. Sauron and you said Gandalf the Bay. Okay. I believe, or okay. no, right? That was you. That I, wasn't I, I me. I can't remember. I, if it wasn't I, you, I, it was Chelsea. I, literally, oh, maybe it was Chelsea. It was, it could not have been me. <laughs> anyway. It could not have been me either. Okay, let's just have let's Oh, Ryan says it was Joel. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. How about that? How about you? How about you give yourself some credit? How about that? How about that? How, how about, about that? I, I got the name? How about that? How about that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So for me, I think one thing that has helped me as someone who, when I really struggled with when people would do things that would make me uncomfortable, my whole thing was trying to um, brush past it and like make people make make the situation less awkward. And I think you don't have to necessarily offend someone when they come on to you, though it is well within your rights to do that when they are making you feel uncomfortable or violated. If they're offended by you denying them, then that is their problem. But I do understand that you don't want to like get in a fight every day. So one thing that has helped me is sort of not necessarily like coming for people, but just very like firmly, but um, still like in my way saying no, or I don't like this. And then just not making them feel comfortable being like, no, 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 don't touch me or whatever it is. And then when they're uncomfortable and apologizing and going like, I'm so sorry, like, you don't have to be like, that's okay. No, it's totally fine. You can just sort of be like, thank you. And then let them sit in the silence after like that's sort of for me, that's the moment that is crucial for me to let sit there and not try to prioritize their feelings and just sit in uncomfortable silence for a few seconds. And then they can be the, and my rule is that they have to be, or someone else has to be the one to keep the conversation going. (laughs) Like I won't be the one to be like, anyway, what's everyone watching on TV? Like someone else can do that. I, I just create a small moment of discomfort to allow them to think about what they did (laughs) and makes my life easier. See, I was going to go in a slightly different direction. I was thinking, make yourself uglier. Uh, (laughs) But it just, it seems like you're too hot for these women. And like for women to sexually harass, like it takes, I think they have, women have a higher threshold for for sexual harassment. I mean, in that, I mean that, and like, it takes a lot, it takes a really hot man to make a woman sexually harassed. Um, As we all know, that is the rule. Um, And so I think that if you just start wearing baggier clothes, maybe put some um, age makeup on before Mm -hmm. you go, Mm -hmm. sort of high school style, put draw, draw, find your laugh lines, take an eyebrow pencil, sort of draw them in a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, Give yourself a black eye. Always have a bloody nose. Always have a bloody nose. If you always have a bloody nose, they'll never hit on you. If you always have, if you become bloody nose guy, that could change everything. (laughs) Really bloody bloody nose guy, you go, what's going on there? So, (laughs) and it's not that expensive to get fake blood. So, and and it's, you could get these little capsules that you just stick up there and you just, it's, you're bleeding. So you could do it for real. You could just pick at it or you could really sort of invest in your future. I think also if there's like a style in, in that same vein, if there's a style of facial hair that looks really, really bad on you, maybe lean into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think like people showing up to your house, that is actually insane. That's insane. Um, and that you should go to HR, whatever your HR. I was, I was about to say, I was like, if people are doing that, that is like, you go to HR. I, I, I don't support narcs or, you know, anything of that kind. But in this case, I do support you going to HR because that is 
capital C crazy. And like, you are right. People do take that kind of harassment less seriously. Like, that's just true. Like that there's like more of a conversation around workplace harassment when it's going in the other direction. And it's still not dealt with in a way that is satisfying or good most of the time. But I will say that people tend to take that a little less seriously and be like, and I I think you are well within bounds to take like real professional action because they're creating an unsafe work environment for you. Um, you just, like ask for like a, like a little assembly to be like, Hey guys, if you're hitting on a man in this office, stop, you know, <laughs> but just ask them to send out that email, that email blasts the whole office. But also really though, like I wonder when the last time like they had everybody in your office had to sit through like an hour long fucking seminar about what harassment is. Like if, if, I don't know. It is narky, but I do think those like there are I did recently have to sit through one of those and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, asking for a refresher on that might seem like so narky and dorky, but I do think it actually might help you and it might help other people around you because chances are you're not the only person experiencing these feelings. Like there are probably other people who find the sort of flirty horny vibe stressful like yeah. you don't know there yeah. probably are um so yeah, women are showing up to your house who knows whose houses they're showing up to yeah yeah so that is so wild like i like <laughs> that is really upsetting i'm sorry that you're dealing with that um i also think like you can also like just get used to like for me like when i've been in workplace scenarios where people have been like really flirty with me it has affected my ability to do my job and i have really made an effort to actually like shame them in public when when it happens it's not fun and it feels lame but it does curb the behavior so if you get to that point and you can you can work up the nerve a simple hey don't fucking do that that's so weird <laughs> like it will will help hopefully i mean who knows but i i have found it helpful and i don't find it fun to do that and i don't want to do that but it certainly makes people feel like idiots <laughs> like and they should feel that way and they should and they really should moving on yas to a call joel another call of an embarrassment of riches <laughs> hi Mitra, joel joel and Mitra. love you both equally this is round two the speed round i am a bisexual canadian pronoun she her dairy farmer and looking for some dating advice uh within the last year and a little bit I just moved back to uh, my hometown on the East Coast to try and take over my family's dairy farm. And I'm looking for some dating advice. I really want to have a family. I just bought a house. I'm 31, so my biological clock is ticking. Um, And ideally, I would like to have a kid and raise it with somebody because I don't feel like I can farm and raise a kid by myself. I've got to kind of pick one. Um, but ideally I can get everything I want, which is to farm here and have a, uh, partner that fits into my life. Um, I'm back in my small, in my hometown, which is a small town. Dating pool is really small. And I feel like everybody my age is already married or they kind of suck or whatever, but I haven't really gotten out there because it's been COVID since I've been back. So what is the best way for me to find somebody uh, for contact, I'm about half an hour from the closest city. Ideally, I, you know, I almost need to put out like a job description because I would like somebody who has skills that can actually like 
you know, apply to the farm, like a mechanic or a carpenter, or they could be like super rich and then they don't have to worry so much about, I guess, the profitability of a farm or whatever. Anyway, that sounds shallow, but that's kind of where I'm at. So any advice would be great. Um, I hope I didn't leave any important details out. Okay. Uh, thank you. You bye. didn't, babe. <laughs> okay. Farmers Brilliant. only vibe. Um, farmers. Honely. Farmers only was thinking the same thing. Ah! Um, okay, great. Farmers only. Um, okay. So they want to find someone rich or they want to, they, they basically want to find an employee or a, a like producer of the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I just wonder, like, could you be the one? This is my question hearing this was like, could you be the one to run the farm and they be the one to take care of the baby? Like, does yeah. it have to be a mechanic? I mean, who knows? But I just wanted to sort of raise that question. I feel like, yeah, disabuse yourself of the notion that you will have to you will find some somebody with everything with every box ticked. I have to say, um, and really like you're already a lady farmer, which is sort of defying gender stereotypes. So maybe mm-hmm. find a stay at home dad, you know, someone who can be a, a homesteader wife to you. I also think like for me, like, I mean, and I say this not being a farmer, but I feel what? like I know, I know, I know <laughs> yet, but <laughs> I just feel like if I were this person, like if this, if I were this person's like pal or something, I would say, and I'm going to say this to them because we are close friends because they emailed the pod, they called the podcast. I would prioritize someone who is loving, someone who makes you feel good because you can teach someone how to farm. You can't teach somebody how to be cool. So I just think that someone awesome like you who knows what they're doing around a farm can just probably teach some dude who makes you happy how to do that stuff. Like, and I'm sure like that doesn't compete with like a lifetime worth of experience but like don't you want some like nice sweet guy who's gonna like raise your kid good and like eat you out and then you can probably teach him how to like till soil <laughs> like, that, is that sounds I like the premise of an amazing rom-com by the way, by uh, the way. Yeah. <laughs> it really does by the way writes um, itself <laughs> really does yeah because so here's the thing babe you're like i said you're just not going to find someone who checks every box i really think you need to let go of that right now because i i i certainly have to like so many so often i will find someone who is like everything i want and happens to be white. And it's like, oh, you know, like, that's not what I asked for at all. Um, <laughs> or, you know, the reverse. And I just, I think like I've come to really realize that like, you just don't get everything that you put out into the universe. You just don't get it. Nobody does. I didn't, do you think I wanted to do a podcast with Mitra? No. No. No, no he didn't. He didn't. Um, but- I, wanted, I wanted to do it with Sunita. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> you little fucker. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you oh uh, you and basically every other person who's ever begrudgingly cast me in something. <laughs> oh God. Um but yeah I I just think like you're kind of I, I think it's gonna be really hard because I just think 
you're you're looking for a life partner with like but you're searching for an employee like yeah. that like you are putting the wrong I would I would venture to say you are putting the wrong things out into the universe if you are searching for someone who can man the farm before you're searching for someone who can man your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Pissing myself off so I can only imagine what I'm doing to Joel over there. <laughs> um yeah. You're right, you're completely right. <laughs> Yeah, but good luck. Um, I just, I also think like open, opening, opening yourself up online, and you really should check out FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> I mean, honestly, why not? It's not, like you are a farmer, and you're lo- only looking for farmers. So but literally, if you're not on Farmers Only every day, refreshing multiple times a day, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> also, I bet literally go on The Bachelor. <laughs> you should be on the bachelor babe like you need like 25 guys to fight for you because you have a farm and you have you that you have a plate like i feel like it's always like where are we gonna go and we know that we would go back to your house at the end well i don't even think it needs to be the bachelor i think you fly to la and you pitch this as a show for That's your true. Like a new a new sort of bachelor sort of i like it, it, this seems like a perfect fit for tlc honestly yes. oh my you god you bring, like that you bring them to the farm and they all are sort of working on the farm staying on the farm while and like you pick you like you go on dates with them around town but they're mm-hmm. all living on the farm <laughs> the pitch forkular yes <laughs> <laughs> and one glass of wine the pitch forkular (laughs) but i would watch this show yeah oh absolutely are you kidding me trash that has no intellectual value at all that probably makes me stupider 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 absolutely i love it also well, never mind. No, no, I have to say it. I'm loving Dorit this season on Beverly Hills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I was thinking about today because I was like, I could either read a book or I could watch Beverly Hills. And you know your bitch watched Beverly Hills. Didn't having, crack open that book. I'm loving this season. I think it's great. Crystal Minkoff is queen. Crystal is queen. She <laughs> is so mean. I love I her. I love it. I love her. Like she's incredible. She's so good, and I love I love her getting full HMU and going. Mm, I'm just a tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bitch. You say whatever you want. <laughs> tell me you're that girl. 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 You don't say tell. <laughs> tell me you're that girl. <laughs> She came to play. I love it. Everybody, everybody's bringing the heat. It's just a good season. And I was, I was giving up on them and I, they're back. We're back. We're now we're back full force. Okay. And did you see the Potomac taglines? Oh my God. No. (laughs) Okay. Well, Robbins is very Robin and I think you'll love it. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Tune in next week when I will have seen the Potomac taglines. Everyone. Um, In the meantime, here's an email and I will read it. Okay. 
Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I take my dog to the dog park about twice a day and recently learned that one of the dogs that we see there regularly is owned by this terrible right wing politician who is the leader of the anti-immigrant, Islamophobic, super conservative and all around terrible political party called the People's Party of Canada. While the party is small, this guy did participate in the most recent election, debating Trudeau at all. And thanks to the rise of Trump on our your side of the border, he's gaining more traction. He also got arrested a few weeks ago for driving across Canada, hosting anti-mask rallies. My my question is, how can I mess with this idiot? Unfortunately, my dog is too friendly and would never do something like intentionally pee on him because that would be great. I usually see his wife at the park, but he's there about once a week or once every other week. The best thing I've come up with is putting on my mask while making direct eye contact, but I need more unhinged ideas. Love you both and invite you both to sit on my face, not just for your pleasure, but also to piss off this right wing idiot. He's probably homophobic along with everything else. XOXO. Okay, so dog park. Um right wing um doggy doggy bag um um, doggy style um who let the dogs Um, um, (laughs) um, the um (laughs) No. Um, <laughs> the, um, the bad bad man. <laughs> um, you know what I? You know I don't like it, but I also have not contributed anything useful to the discussion. So, okay, who let the dogs out by the bad bad man? <laughs> that's it. That's how it's got to be. Um, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about these kinds of emails. This is my beef with people who send these kinds of emails to us, okay? Get ready. Buckle up. Okay? <laughs> You're about to get one of my famous, famous rants on yes. the pod. Because Finally. people write in all the time and they're like, give me suggestions on what to do in X situation and I want your most unhinged ideas. And guess what, babe? Don't ask us for these unhinged ideas if you're not going to do it. Because I question... <gasps> All the time, whether or not people are really taking the unhinged ideas or they just want to use their situation as a platform for us to do comedy. And guess what? This is not a comedy podcast. <laughs> this is an advice podcast. Okay. Oh I really Don't come here asking for unhinged <laughs> ideas if you're not going to take them. I really didn't know where that was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Proud of you, babe. <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't believe that anyone has ever done one of our unhinged ideas no never and and if you're listening and you did i want to know because i don't believe you (laughs) i want to know because i don't believe you (laughs) that's my tagline can i tell you robin's tagline or do you want to hear it yeah just tell me (laughs) i may keep you waiting but trust me i'm worth it Us naming every caller. <laughs> this is her, her trolling us because she never sent the hat. She never sent the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I may keep you waiting, but trust me, I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's her worst one yet. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Means no nothing. nothing. What's what's happening then? What what are you gonna do? <laughs> Send us a hat. 
All right. What should this lady do about this guy in the dog park? Um, I was going to say wear like a, make a custom shirt with him on it, like with like a, mm-hmm. a mean message to him. And you wear it whenever you go to the dog park. Yeah, that's really good, actually. And you could even get make that and give them to other people who go to the dog park who share your oh ideology. My God, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So that every time he goes to the dog park, he feels like shit because there's like there's somebody wearing the shirt could be fun. I do like that. I do like that. I was going to go in the direction of like, you could fuck with his dog. Oh, (laughs) dog poison, the dog child poison, the dog, the dog (laughs) must be poisoned. (laughs) That's so sad. The dog doesn't know. Um, I think, um, you could organize a protest (laughs) that occurs right by the dog park. Um, at the times that you know that he comes. And you follow him home, find out where he lives mm-hmm. and drop off all your dog shit on his doorstep. That's fun. That is fun. Um, and yeah, I feel like those are good. <laughs> I mean, I think though, I think yours is actually unhinged and doable. The t-shirt idea I think is really great. I think so because at least at least in like a normal dog park, I feel like people like there are communities. Like you really like meet, you spend time, you make like all you know, you make friends at the dog park. You probably have people who like are also like I roll, I roll. You could also just like get a bunch of friends to come one day and be like, hey, like you could even make an event like on Instagram or something. Be like, bring your dog to the dog park and like wear this wear this shirt or like make a sign or something like that. This is where he goes. Bring a Bluetooth speaker, just blare whatever version of NPR you have in Canada. (laughs) You know, what would be fun is that's a great place for like a weekly protest or something like that. Um, Like if he comes there regularly or like, you know, it's like a certain time of day that he comes by that. I mean, it could be like even just with your friends, but if there's like 10 people there screaming, like like chanting with signs every time he goes there. Kind of cool. He probably won't come back anymore after a while. Yeah, he'll have to find a new dog park somewhere where he's anonymous. Yeah. You know, come come wearing a mask of his face. <laughs> That's scary. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know why if everyone if every one of your friends comes wearing a mask of his face wait that'd be really disturbing that's so scary also what if everybody came with like the full v for vendetta costume <laughs> <laughs> that would scare me <laughs> wait, my favorite game that i ever pitched on billy on the street that we couldn't get we couldn't do because we couldn't get the person that the game was about was um where's dido and it was just (laughs) a park full of cardboard cutouts of dido and then real dido in the mix and the person had to find dido oh (laughs) my god but dido wouldn't do it so we couldn't do it It's really funny. I know. know. Shame that that Dido wouldn't play ball. That's sad. Wow. I wish I remembered anything from when I tried to do Billy on the Street. (laughs) I remember I sold one thing to Billy on the Street. That was like the first joke I ever sold to TV. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that was the first thing. Anyway. (laughs) I feel like it's probably Um, that way for a lot of people. Yeah. I think so. I think he was really good about buying stuff in people's packets, which is not always the case. Um, Okay. Well, on that note, I think we should take another break. 
Yeah. Get our uh, Vendetta outfits on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched that movie recently and sobbed. Sobbed. Really? Because I went of, on... like... Oh, go ahead. No, you finish. I was just going to say, because it, it just, like, everyone just, like, believed in something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went on a date to that movie in high school <gasps> with a, a twin that I ended up dating, and we made out during Natalie Portman getting her hair shaved off. That is so what like being horny in high school is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember getting so horny during full metal jacket. (laughs) (laughs) So fucked up. Um, You know, you know, the most charged movie ever made. (laughs) Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Okay. Okay, We must, we must, we gotta go. We gotta go. And we'll be right back. I promise. And we're back. Okay. Joel, I have really good news. What? We have another call. Oh my God, I love it. It's the season I love not having to read. <laughs> Me too. And we know this because you watch Beverly Hills. Hi, <laughs> Mitra and Joel. Uh, Joel and Mitra, I have a question regarding um, families and gifts. So my husband is half Persian and he... Um, his relatives come every year or so, um, and whenever they come, they bring a ton of gifts. Um, I know that this is very common. I'm half South African, so I get this uh, from my South African side, but they just come a lot more, and they bring a lot more gifts. Um, and so a lot of them are sweets, Persian sweets, um, that end up just kind of sitting around because they give us so much so much stuff, um, and I have celiac disease, so I can't eat a lot of the things that they bring. Um, but then they also bring rugs and uh, and candle holders and mirrors and, and purses and bags and things for the home. Um, and, of course, I do not want to feel seem ungrateful for these wonderful, beautiful things that they're bringing, but I'm just wondering, like, how can I – how can we honor that that side of him, honor those gifts, while also still trying to maintain our own personal aesthetic in our home? Um, and, oh, yeah, because they are coming next month. So, um, yeah, any advice appreciated. Obviously, that is why I'm calling. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Okay. Hey, Persian, Prince of Persia. Yes. Uh, um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Jake the Jill- most famous Persian. Yeah. <laughs> Ayatollah Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> um, this girl goalie that I went to college with, also Persian. Um, Excellent. <laughs> um, how about the girl sitting right across the screen from you for once? <laughs> um, never heard of her. Um, um Jake, um, Jake, um, Gifton okay. Hall, Gifton Hall, yes, Jake, Jake Gifton Hall, Prince of Persia, in parentheses. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So I, I think um, there's a really easy solution here. And what's that? And that it's just you. You put all that shit in the basement or in storage, and every time they come, you redecorate your house with that shit, yes. and then you put it away immediately. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. You shove it away. You do not get rid of it. 
No, they no. are going to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. I, we we know this. They are going to be like, oh, where's that? Oh, where's that beautiful thing? It looks so good here. I'm sure it's easily accessible. You don't give it away. The sweets you can you can give away. Give away the sweets because they're really good. Someone mm-hmm. will want them. Someone will love them. But don't like let them rot in your house. Yeah, don't contribute to food waste. You absolute ungrateful <laughs> whore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you can like just bring them to work or whatever. Give the sweets away. That's fine. Everything else must look as though it is part of your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every day you look at the you you touch the candle holder, you hold the purse, you use every single purse they give you every day, but mm-hmm. just at a different time of day. You have to pretend. You have you to double do rug, rug on rug on rug. Or do what my family literally does and put the rugs on the wall because there's so many rugs on the floor. (laughs) I love my dad. (laughs) There are so many rugs that there are just rugs hanging on the walls now. I think that's Um, chic. It is chic. It looks good. Um, Yeah. Mirror. I I also am like, some of this stuff probably looks really cool. (laughs) You know what? If you don't like it, you you can send it to me. (laughs) <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I want the free stuff. I love junk. I love purses. I love candle holders. <laughs> I love this like Brittany Murphy accent that you've sort of debuted on the podcast this week. I, I, think I love it. I love it. I love that. I love that. I'll take it. I'll, I, take, I'll it. take it. I'll take it. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's just because I'm. It's like 85 degrees in my house, and I'm just sort of like. <laughs> I hope that's how you have sex with wet. Wet. That's what you say during. I'll take it. I'll take it. I love it. it. I love, I love that. It. I love that. Oh yeah, really good. This oh is like, yeah. You rarely will work blue with me on the podcast. You really. Do. <laughs> well, not not about my own life. No. <laughs> I'll go blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be disgusting real. about other people's life, but not your own. Yeah, my own. I go, oh, yeah, Whit and I, um, yeah, we we try to be in the same room every now and then. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, hide this up. Should do? Is there anything else you should do? You know what I think? The sweets that they give you before they come, get a little bag of them. So it looks like they're part of your life now. Get like a little bag of them and have them out in a little bowl. Persians love little bowls of stuff. Have treats out in a bunch of little bowls and get one of the just one thing that they like or like a Sadaf tea. I like just something that like they like. Just have that ready for them. If it's the sweet that they give you, if it's the tea that they bring you, whatever it is, it'll make them feel so seen and special. Mm-hmm. You can also just ask them to stop bringing gifts. No, they will not. It will not work. <laughs> I just think, like, if I ever said to my family, stop bringing the gifts, that it would just not register as language to them. <laughs> Could you ask specific things? Maybe. I mean, I feel like if you, you know what? If you say, like, th- I love this. I love this. This thing that you gave me or whatever. Like, if there's one thing that they bring that, like, you don't find offensive. If you find everything they bring offensive, then just take it just take it and stick it in the closet but if there's something you like really like gas them up and like send them pictures of you using it so they know that that's the vibe Mm -hmm. interesting i would ask for cash (laughs) they will not they will not i would ask for subway gift cards (laughs) and i know that that's what you like but you're a persian they will not do that (laughs) you're going to be getting leather goods you're getting jewels you're getting rugs you're getting (laughs) 
You're getting stuff that they think you should have. <laughs> Which is sweet, and you should accept it. That is very um, sweet. Joel? Yeah? Yeah? Oh, no. Yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever that is, no. <laughs> we have one call left. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, my God. Oh, no, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no, my God. Oh, no, my God. My BFF, Oh, my Joe. God. My God. Why have you forsaken me? One more call. I know. It's time. It's simply time. I feel like we'll have fun with this one. Okay. I can't wait. Kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say that. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. Hope you're both well. Uh, so my question is about a friend. I have a friend who recently got into a great Ivy League grad school, and I'm happy for her. I'm proud of her and, like, did all the, you know, good job, congrats. But she's taking on a kind of superiority complex that's really annoying and makes me not want to hang out with her, surprise. But she wants to hang out before she leaves. So how can I get her to just shut up? Um, But also, like, not shit all over her. Thanks. Bye. Hey. Okay, the Harvard variations. Harvard. Oh. Uh, what? <laughs> that was like a ghost. That yeah. was scary. <laughs> I did not like what just happened. <laughs> yeah, didn't that like made me feel like off. that person was in the room with me. Yeah. It felt like we were taking a live call. <laughs> I know, which, which we, we famously never. don't do anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Until, of course, we fly Lucy and Eli back for the final show that we ever do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel like that's how it has to end? It absolutely does. We fly them out. They, they're they like, what do you want? <laughs> and then you sing Chandelier while I dance. <laughs> yeah. They're 30 and 31 at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how long we're going to do this podcast. And we're like, what, 60? <laughs> 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 um okay harvard yale um, um ivy league uma thurman Did um, she do ivy poison ivy poison uh, ivy league uma poison ivy league got it poison ivy league great <laughs> Okay, so um, you want your friend to stop talking about their accomplishments. Oh, we're going with Poison Ivy League. What What else are we going to do? What else I, could we I, possibly do? No, I was no, going to no. say the Harvard Scariations. So. <laughs> Wait, what is that? That's a song oh, from yeah. Le- Legally Blonde. The uh, Harvard Variations. I didn't know that was this, the title of the song. Well, it is. If you were, li- if you were recently listening to the Legally, Legally Blonde soundtrack on Spotify, you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, okay. I recently so, went on a date with a guy who said it's his dream to sing the song Legally Blonde in a live performance setting. Wow. I love that. There's um, so many songs it's my dream to sing in a live performance And we still setting. had sex, so. I, I mean, that to me, that's not a deal. That's not it. Of course, it's you still had sex. <laughs> that's a good dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to have Annalie Ashford's role in that show. She's the one who's like, um, Margo. I don't know, like sort of like the dumb friend who like sings and like, look at my ass, look at my thighs, I'm catnip to the guys, they chase my tail, they drill. Like whatever, it doesn't matter. She, <laughs> I'll send you and you'll know immediately. Okay. Um, funny girl, <laughs> funny girl who isn't Colette. 
Oh, okay. Got it. Um, okay. And I think it's Margot. I believe is you. Is this interesting? Is this good content? <laughs> you think people hate this more or less, more or less than the, the Bravo Real Housewives discussions that we forced people into? I don't know, but I think those are distantly very far above the actual podcast. <laughs> I think it's like the rankings are like like Bravo, Legally Blonde, Small Talk up at the top, down, 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 down advice. <laughs> um, okay. So uh friend has a superiority complex because they got into an IV. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, most of my friends are dumb as shit, so I don't really have this problem. I definitely had like like smart friend problem and I I find it's good to just remind them that like that's not like hot, like that's not interesting. People don't like that anymore. <laughs> no one cares. But also they're about to leave. So if you have like one more hangout where you suck it up, that's probably fine and then she's going to be in grad school and isn't that punishment enough? Yeah. 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 I, I mean the other thing I, I think like the other thing you can do is that like this is works really well on me. Someone's been doing this to me a lot lately is that um, whenever I say something uninteresting or that they don't want to address, they just ignore it and change the subject. Um, and that is like it's sort of training me to remember the things that, that I sh shouldn't bring up and talk about because they find it boring or stupid. Huh. Um, so does that hurt your feelings? Um, it doesn't hurt my feelings um, as much as it sort of cuts me emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Me wide open emotionally. Um, but not, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, but I think you should do it to her. <laughs> you know what you should do is you should be like, you're going to Ivy, you're paying for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're paying for dinner. You're paying for dinner. You're going to an Ivy. You're paying for dinner. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> You're paying for dinner. <laughs> you can do like a swear jar sort of situation where you instate this rule where it's like every time you bring up what school you're going to, quarter in the jar. I do find that Ivy Leaguers just love talking about that. And it is just like not interesting. It's not like this is different because this is a recent accomplishment and you should suck it up. But I do think like once it's once she's in there and like the bragging has to stop. <laughs> like and You know, what's worse, though, is it is bad when people brag about their Ivy League school. But like what's almost worse is sometimes I meet people and I'll be like, oh, where did you go to school? And they'll be like outside of Boston. And it's like, um, oh, so you went to Boston State? <laughs> Ew. Like that's not the that's not the question I asked you, bitch. I asked you where you went to school, <laughs> as in what school. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't play that game with me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. One time I was at a party of Ivy Leaguers, and they found out that I wasn't an Ivy Leaguer, and they said, "Wow, you're really holding your own." Oh. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm actually really smart." <laughs> <laughs> And at that same party, one of said Ivy Leaguers turned to me and went, this is crazy, but I actually think you're so cute. <laughs> Couldn't be uglier to me. <laughs> I was like, this cool. is crazy. 
literally put me away, put me away in an institution because I think you're actually cute. I know that people would kill me for saying this. <laughs> no one in their right mind could possibly say this, but I think you, yes, you are cute. <laughs> it's crazy. I think I need to up my meds because I'm sexually attracted to you. <laughs> Um, can we get a 72-hour hold on me? I think Mitra's attractive. <laughs> I'm getting a straight jacket because I can't keep my hands off Mitra. <laughs> that was a cool vibe. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of where I feel like your friend is going. And again, punishment enough. So I think we should relay that story, actually. You should say, you should tell that story when she brings up going to an Ivy League, you should be like, oh, but don't become one of these Ivy League types and tell that story as though Mitra is one of your friends. Be like, this happened to one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And tell that, tell, that, tell that story that Mitra just told. Be like, just don't become one of those, okay? Like, a, use it as a cautionary tale because that's and what she, it is. And she'll be like, wow, you were amazing telling that story. You used so many big words. You're really holding your own in this conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, she's paying for dinner. She's paying for dinner. <laughs> Title of that, she's paying for dinner. I want I want to be a catchphrase comedian. That and of course my my famous catchphrase, what are you? My husband? <laughs> <laughs> what are she's you, my husband? <laughs> and I want to do something. My dream is to do a bit, and I I don't think I can do it in a post-COVID world. So the time has passed. So I'm gonna talk about it on the pod. But my big dream was to tape hamburgers to the bottom of every chair in the audience and then be like, ladies, look under your chair. There's a burger. And then do <laughs> Ladies, raise your burger if you've ever felt lonely. <laughs> Just have the women raise their burgers to the sky. <laughs> Why couldn't you do that in a post-COVID world? Just feels like, like, I don't know, like people are still anxious about like eating around people and like, I don't know, being in an enclosed space, like whatever. I don't know. It just feels like we're I think not you there can get yet. Away with it. I think you can get away with it. Ladies, raise your burgers. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. And I love that. And that's why you're a community genius. <laughs> Well, I'm doing my fir my first and last performance ever. Yeah, please take burgers show. underneath the chairs in Union Hall. Please. Stink up the building for the rest of everyone's lives. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think we're done. Yeah, this is it. I got to go to bed. Okay. Well, great episode. Please, I'm like, great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho. Um, <laughs> Rate us five stars on iTunes because, as I said, this was a great episode. Oh. <laughs> um, You're paying for dinner. You're paying for dinner. <laughs> because we did such a good job tonight. You're paying listeners, for dinner. Listeners, you're paying for dinner. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. RIP. Um, and thank you, Joel. Thank you, Mitra. <laughs> If Bye. you want to oh. be on the pod, you can email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com or you can call us at 323-334-0371. Please make sure that your voicemails are around two minutes, no more. Um, definitely less. <laughs> we welcome less. We welcome less. And keep the emails succinct as well. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say too, but three, two, one. Yeah, uh, pay it for Bye. Bye.